Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. All right, hello again for another episode of Chalker Checkups. Like sprinkles, it was just a little long, you know, quarter inch long lines of flashing kind of gold white sprinkles and so I rubbed my eyes and I was like I must be seeing something it's there's water on my eyelids I do what I always do that can't possibly be happening and rubbed my eyes and they were still there and very vivid and very crystal clear and so then I was like no this has to be a psychic thing because they are not going away and it was just such a cool little thing of just being rained on by gold sprinkles fabulous i think there's only two possibilities one is that you're only psychic when you're in the bathroom or yeah <laughs> the other is it's you're finally the who you really are is emerging and you're beginning to see if i was only psychic in the bathroom it would make it really awkward for appointments yes. <laughs> or future bookings with me must be done in the bathroom <laughs> not only would it freak everyone out but it would be inappropriate yeah. so let's go with number two, <laughs> two. <laughs> something i'm doing with the meditating is working yes the meditations the uh, all of it yes <laughs> So what does it mean when your third eye starts to open? What does it start to look like? Okay, well, I mean, the first thing that crossed my mind is headaches. Um, actually, a lot of times when someone's third eye is opening, that's their first experience is like sometimes pain, headache, piercing pain, uh, flashes of light like a flash bulb went off. Okay. Sudden, you know, sudden, whoa, what was that? Oh, that now I have a headache. Um, that's not uncommon, but that's a very good sign. So if you, if that's happening, then you think, well, just relax. This is my third eye opening and it's okay. It will help to alleviate that part of it's like resistance. Part of it is shock. Like you said, could this be real? Is this really happening. This is my imagination. That's all stressing the ability of your third eye kind of counteracting In a way. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of, I, the first thing that flashed into my head when it was happening was like, oh, this must be that space dust my mom was talking about. <laughs> like, it's just like particles that aren't really relevant and don't really mean much, but they're just like there. Well, probably when it's silver rain, falling on you, gold rain falling on you, crystals, that is actually a blessing from an angel. Usually that's accompanied by some happening or uh, an event taking place or something materializing. So a change, mm -hmm. something that you wanted is going to happen. Cool. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. So, so what do you mean by headaches though? Like, is this when you're starting to meditate and you sit down because like I also have that a lot now where I'm meditating and I'm trying to see and it just feels like the act of closing my physical eyes makes my brow and forehead where the third eye is like tense and 
create a headache. And I don't know if that's just like me trying so hard to keep my eyes shut or. It's really, really common. It's really common. Um, and some people get piercing headaches for a month or two or six. Like it, while they're meditating or just all the just time? Just when their third eye's opening. Okay. Uh, some people don't have that. I've had intermittent headaches like that. And every time I do, I always say to myself, okay, I'm just resistant to seeing something. And what you can do to help that is to tell your angels, I'm just willing to see things exactly the way they are. Because a lot of the resistance is you were told one thing, you're seeing another thing, and you're not sure. So I, I always say, I want to see the truth. I want to see just the way it is. You're not seeing something premeditated, like a ghost looks like Casper the ghost. But it is not uncommon to have headaches. It also would not be uncommon to have rushes of body heat either. Your third eye suddenly opens, you might suddenly get hot for a few minutes. That would be common also. But it's not anything to worry about and it does go away. I wish that was something I could control in the wintertime. Like, I'm a little bit cold. Give me a rush of heat. Well, maybe try <laughs> meditating more in the wintertime. We'll see. Maybe that will warm. Maybe it'll change. Yeah. You can actually to degrees warmer and concentrate. We did this in a meditation and with thermometers to see, and people were able to warm their body up. Wow, cool. Also, you can raise and lower your blood pressure. When I was in nursing school, they said, anybody want to volunteer on the blood pressure cuff? And then he took my blood pressure and then I dropped it. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he turned to me and he said, you're a meditator, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I've also seen that kind of in in people that know how to free dive well. They have really good control over their breath and you know heart rate and blood pressure. And scuba divers, some of them go down and they can breathe for 115 minutes. And other ones freak out. <laughs> you do have some, some other people you do not want to be partnered with. Exactly. So yeah, these are all things to uh, be aware of. Um, you can, and your third eye is part of you and it's part of your, it's part of your psychic system and in, in some aspects physical. So you can control that a lot more than you think you can. And it's just a matter of being willing to control it. There's a misconception when people say psychic seer, they think that that means you're walking down the street and just like if you were looking at a dog and you see that dog and that's all psychic sight is like that. Actually, that's very far from the truth. There are a few things that you see with your physical eyes and it's just as clear as if you were looking at a puppy. Other things are not that way. The things that typically people, all people typically see physically is a list that might surprise you. The first thing would be ghosts. Mm. Most ghosts look exactly like people. The only difference is you look at them and then two seconds later they're gone and they haven't had enough time to walk away. But ghosts very often, they are not wispy, they're not bloody, they're not distorted. Mm -hmm. They look like people. If you knew the person that you were looking at that was the ghost, he, he or she will look maybe 10 or 15 years younger. Mm -hmm. Typically ghosts look younger than when they died. 
So it's never going to be like the bloody version of how someone was massacred or something never, like, I, like as depicted in a lot of these TV I shows. I have never seen that, yeah. but I have seen plenty of ghosts and actually I've stopped to do something in a, a cemetery more than one time. And sometimes they pop right out of their graves and wave at me, <laughs> but they look just like people standing there. What, what do you mean pop out of their grave? Well, like I was at a cemetery just looking at it, you know, um, for other reasons. And all of a sudden up came this woman, you know, until she was basically like standing on the ground, but she just kind of came right out of a grave in a like nice looking Muslim dress. Her hair was well done. You know, I mean, she looked like a person. Okay. Um, she looked like a person in antique clothing and, and she waved. Okay. So what else is common to see when you're first opening your third eye? If you have a premonition, people that have premonitions usually see them crystal clear and instantly as if you're just looking at the scene, it's very clear and uh, it's pretty precise. Mm -hmm. So it's also possible to psychically feel so that something's going to happen, but that is usually kind of a slower process because you're feeling it and then you process what those feelings mean and and then you kind of get images around that and then you you know you make a conclusion you know it's very unsafe to go shopping today we'll crash the car mm. but and sometimes they happen in quick order after you see them but sometimes it's can be you know six months or something i have never had a clairvoyant episode that wasn't didn't happen and wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. I have sometimes had feelings about something and that didn't happen, but clairvoyance is usually crystal clear. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's crystal clear is of course, lucid dreaming. If you are dreaming about a past life, you are actually in your soul and what you're seeing in that dream is actually a recaptured memory of what you did you're planting a christmas tree or you're riding a horse or whatever you're doing that was something that you actually did and the what you're seeing at that moment when you're seeing it is the memory vividly in your mind mm -hmm. like that one i was a jeweler and i was standing in my shop and i knew exactly what I was feeling. And I could feel the cold air coming through one of the slightly open windows. And I was thinking about what I was going to do and different things like that. And all of that was crystal clear, what everything looked like, smelled like, what I was thinking, everything. And those are different examples of things that you just will see ever so clearly and can't be missed. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, that a lot of those things will imprint on your mind in a way that you won't forget them for a very long time. You know, they're just, they have this clarity that crystallizes on your brain somehow, but there are other things that can be important and important we've seen, but it's not what people think it is. I'm a remote viewer and I get a lot of information when I'm working on someone and people interpret that like I see everything 
but in a way what I do is I am able to put together a lot of different pieces of knowledge and scene in a certain way to make a document. But a large body of when I'm doing a reading is remote viewing and remote viewing is a connecting to one radio wave, to one piece of information or one string of information from Angela and, mm. and I'm focusing on Angela and I, and I asked my angels and my guides to help me to focus on Angela alone. And then when I connected to that stream, I see a light, like a bright shining light, kind of like your sparkle stuff, but only like being like if you turn on a flashlight and then turn it back off. When I see that, I know I've got a connection to that stream of information. Then I talk to my angels and I ask questions. I'll say, what is the color of Angela's crown chakra? And they will flash colors at me. Mm -hmm. Blue, gold, white. Then I see that piece of it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what I'm seeing is in response to questions to my angels. And then they flash back pictures. They like to work in pictures, so that's easy for them. And those pictures are more like if you were to imagine drawing a house and you before you start drawing the house you'll see a picture of that house in your head color the moon make draw the moon and color the moon yellow okay before you draw that on a piece of paper you're going to imagine that in your head and see the yellow moon okay before you draw it so there's a few minutes where you're seeing it in your brain. Sometimes people even say, oh, when I draw it, it isn't as good as what I, what I see. Yeah. Okay. That's, well, what you're seeing in your brain is a real picture that you're formulating about drawing and coloring the moon. When I ask the angels, what is the color of Angela's crown chakra, I will see it like I was going to see a picture. Okay. So it looks similar to looking at something you're about to draw or something that you want to place. I'll see oh, there's those bright colors. Okay. I guess I was hoping to sit with you today and see and help those that are trying to open their third eye to understand more. Mm -hmm. And so this seems like we're skipping the basics and going into the advanced course because I don't think anybody that's just starting to open up their third eye is immediately remote viewing in the way that you do. Well, maybe they are, and maybe they're not. I mean, I think a great number of artists, musicians, architects, sometimes even people like doctors are, are remote viewing. Yeah. And, and then they, I mean, they think that they're just thinking, but they're searching for an answer or an inspiration or a connection to create a, a piece of art or how to heal someone. And then they kind of go a little bit fuzzy and then they connect and then they, ha ha, I've got it. But a lot of times they're seeing 
in their mind, they are seeing, okay, this is what I'm going to do next. And what makes that opening your third eye versus using your imagination? Well, because if you're working on someone like I am, you've never met them. You don't know anything about them. And then you put down what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. But like, as far as if we're using the moon reference of like drawing a picture and having a, a picture flash in your well, you Well, you may not know right away that that's what you're doing. But typically when someone is remote viewing and they don't know it, what happens is you want to perceive something just like I want to perceive the person that I'm trying to help. But it might be uh, an answer to a problem at work or, or how to draw a moon. And then typically what happens is they phase out. A lot of times they'll just close their eyes for a minute and think like they're concentrating. And then they'll phase back and they'll have the answer. Mm -hmm. And what they've actually done is connect to the the stream where the answer was and when they face back usually your eyes are a little bit blurry and they're you've got to kind of refocus them and then you see better mm -hmm. and this is a type of quote-unquote seeing that i think a, a tremendous amount of psychics see this way i mean i have had a meditation recently where then coming back, I, when I opened my eyes, my eyes were very blurry and it took a little bit to kind of refocus into being here. But I wasn't really seeing much visuals or color or anything like that during the meditation. But, well, it, it also happens when you change dimensions. Okay. And actually when you're, when you're picking up things like remote viewing, you are changing dimensions. That's what gives you the ability to go and extract this information. So that's kind of like the first step. So like if you're getting a little bit of blurry vision, then you're on the right track to doing chakra readings in full technicolor. If you haven't been smoking a lot of drugs, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It means that you're you're actually honing that ability. There are a lot of high-powered businessmen I've done readings for, and I tell them, you are a remote viewer, and they go, no, no, I'm not. I have no psychic abilities. And I say, well, when you want to solve a problem, do you phase out for a minute, come back, your eyes are a little blurry, you absolutely know the answer? Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Certain people do have that ability, and they just use it for different things. Just one of those things that's way more common than we actually think it is, but nobody talks about it in the same way. Yes, I think about at least one in every 10 readings I do, I, I will say you are a remote viewer. And when we talk about it, they go, yeah, I've been doing that since I was a kid or something like that. Mm -hmm. So so they are seeing things. And, and when they're artists or things like that, they come back with incredible pictures. Some of those pictures are from the astral. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see things in movies and things and I go, I know exactly where they got that from. And that's something that I've seen on the astral. Mm -hmm. So that is one way that people are seeing things. The other way that you can see something is to realize that your perception is inaccurate. And you can be looking at like a living human being or uh, 
a dog or a cat or even an object and just stare at it and say, I know I'm not seeing it exactly the way it is. I want to see it exactly the way it is and just keep focusing on it. Just keep looking at it in a very relaxed way, almost like your eyes are about half closed. And what happens is your third eye will start to open and then you'll see that things are changing. You're getting a different perception. Now, as that might start to happen, that's when everything kind of gets like blurry. It, that can happen then too. But then you look at it and, and that's what I've often done. I've gone into houses and where there was a ghost or a demon and I look around and I just go, okay, but what am I missing? What am I not seeing that is here? And I just look around and I just wait and I might do this for 20 minutes. And then for some reason, after a few minutes or a little bit longer, things start to emerge, you know, and I'll, I will say, whoa, in the corner, there's this big dark shadow. And then I walk over there and I'll feel it's colder in that corner than the rest of the house. Or, oh, now I'm seeing that there are these X's in grandma's throat and there's pain going down part of her shoulder. And you'll see those things, they emerge as you're just looking at them. If you were walking down the street seeing everything with everybody's thought forms and everything around them, it, that's kind of what it would look like. But people tune that out, even I tune that out, because who wants to walk down the street and see every dark thing on everybody? I mean, that'd be like a panic in a crowded crowd. <laughs> ah, no, I can't be near that one. Whoa. Yeah, it probably would make you even like more judgmental if you could see everybody's stuff. But then also maybe, you know, maybe we should be picky about who we hang out with <laughs> in a different way. I don't know. Well, one time the angel showed me what it would look like if I saw everything and I just said absolutely not. What wait, they just showed me like okay, if if you want, if you were to see all the energy around everybody all at once, this is what it would look like. Okay. And what would it look like? Well, pretty much what I'm talking about. People with entities, you just see them like all wrapped around their neck or, um, you know, spikes sticking out of their head or dark things from their past wrapped around them. And when I thought about being in a crowd and seeing all that kind of thing, I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> I don't see any benefit in it, but definitely find someone else for that job. The only benefit I see in that is being able to pick out the people that maybe don't have any darkness around them. You're like, ah, that person in this giant room or in this crowd, they look like a more interesting person to talk to. Well, you can actually find that through feeling, uh -huh. you know, just your your intuition. Angels show me which one in this crowd I should associate with, or definitely which ones I definitely shouldn't. shouldn't yeah. But you don't have to necessarily see everything that everyone's dragging around. Some other spatial change, like in your house or in buildings or in other people's homes. And most people, when they do that, they just do what you did, rub your eyes and say the that was my imagination or I'm just tired or something like that. 
But if you didn't rub your eyes and say, I'm just tired, and instead you just said, that's very interesting. What is that exactly? I'm just start to ask more questions. Yes, and just saying. be very relaxed about it. Not like, oh my God, what is that? But just what is that? Then you will get a little bit of time where your focus will improve and you'll see it in sharper relief. Mm. And it might just still look like a dark thought form. A lot of times what you see in houses are just dark thought forms. They look like kind of a grayish cloud that might be hanging in a corner or on part of the ceiling or across the wall or something like that. I don't know that I've ever noticed anything like that. Well, we're up to sparkles. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. All right. But that's one of the easier things to see because there are a lot of them around and they do have a different feel to them. And remember when I was talking about seeing color and feeling sound, sometimes you can perceive things differently. So you might be in, in one way, some people are seeing with their third eye through their feeling ability. Uh -huh. So their first indication is I feel something and then they develop a picture from their feeling and they may not even know they're doing that. They just may think they're seeing something. Mm -hmm. But you might have from time to time catch yourself saying something like, I just don't see it that way. And I have a feeling that I'm right. Uh-huh. I do feel like my feeling is better than my sight. Like, I definitely noticed this when I started to play with, like, a tarot deck of being like, I feel like this is my question which card would answer my question and, you know, feel above the cards and go for like a tingle and then have them be pretty spot on. And, and most of those cards during those questions of how do you open my third eye, they always came back to meditate every single time. <laughs> well, it is a big difference. You know, people come up to me, how can I be just like you meditate for 40 years? Mm -hmm. um, it does make a big difference. Because when you're meditating, you tend to shift dimensions enough that the angels can access you. And you also have your third eye open enough that you have this opportunity for some clear vision to come through without your consciously blocking it. Yeah. What was funny for me is like spending, you know, quite a bit of time this year in meditation. And occasionally I'd see like a, flash of purple or I always think of it as kind of those ink blot tests of maybe I see a face and then it goes into a, a green blob or something and then kind of shifts into something else and what's funny for me about the sparkles is I was completely awake mm -hmm. you know and out of all the times that I've like sat down to do anything that was not it that one would say feel kind of random and all the times with intention to be open to seeing some of these things, I felt like I'm not really seeing or experiencing much. In that moment, you were relaxed and, and open enough to perceive what, what is going on there. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for me to see things in the astral when I first wake up. It is not uncommon for anyone to do that, but most people reject that almost immediately in their mind as a dream or misperception or 
sleepwalking something, or something. something. But I'll see something and then I open my eyes and continue to watch it move across the room or do whatever it's doing um, mm -hmm. for five minutes or something. So it, it it's just a matter of I'm not discounting it. I usually just tell myself, well, this is interesting. I haven't seen this one before mm -hmm. and have no resistance. I think that's a big part of it is how resistant you are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have just told that, you know, it's a bad thing to be a seer. So they immediately self survival kicks in and um, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that or I'm going to quickly forget that I did see that. Mm -hmm. But you are seeing things, you know, billions of things out there in the astral or just actually floating around. So the chance of perceiving some is pretty high if you're willing to. Mm -hmm. Willingness has a lot to do with perception. Now, one of the things that people talk about seeing and as they call reading is the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. And how do you go in and see the Akashic records? And actually, I do feel like the, the people, the, the Akashic record readings, I think is like a very blanket statement of I'm seeing something and I can tell you something and it may be accurate, but I, I think mostly people don't know what to call what they are seeing. So they call it the Akashic reading. I think that's probably true. I think a lot of people are just channeling. They could be channeling a light being or some other kind of being from the astral. There are some very friendly, they're beings that are not in body. They have no physical body and have never been in a physical body. And so they're not a ghost or anything like that, but they're also not angels, but they're very chatty. They like to talk. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they are benevolent and pretty accurate. So you can sit down and think I'm going to start channeling and you may think you're channeling from almost anywhere. You may think you're channeling the Akashic records. You may think you're channeling something else, but most. Yeah. Like I sat down with someone fairly recently to do an Akashic record reading and I felt like she was more doing remote viewing. And that's very likely. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible, which is all good, but I think a good Akashic record reader should be able to, like, I kind of went in open-ended. Oh, like, I'm just more interested to see, like, what my guys or my angels would like to send me as a message or tell me or something like that. And she's kind of like, nothing's coming up. And I'm like, well, I don't know that you're... <laughs> we have no news. We have no Angela. news. Yeah. <laughs> I have never found that to be true. So when I ask to see somebody's Akashic record, I, I actually do it in a very specific way. I say, I, I have the permission from Angela and I want Angela's angels and my angels to give me permission to access. And then I have a specific part of the Akashic record. I want to look at her Akashic records having to do with her health or a past life that are pertinent to what is happening for her today. So then I will ask, you know, okay, is there a past life? And what the angels show me is very interesting because they show me 
slides. They look like um, slides with uh, round metal frames on them. And I'll see a slide of something and I'll say, this looks like the Bosphorus uh, near um, Turkey. And they'll say, yes. Or, you know, or I'll see a city and I'll say, what city is this? And they'll say, that's, you know, Kansas City or something of that nature. And then when I focus on that, I get a clearer picture of what that city looks like. And then I'll ask another question, you know, when, in what time frame is this? And then they'll say, you know, 1800s or 1200 BC or something like that. Mm -hmm. you know? And then I'll ask other questions and sometimes they'll say a picture and sometimes they'll say an answer. And I'll put these things together and many, many people that I've done past lives say, wow, that totally resonates with me. The other thing interesting about sometimes those past lives follow the same pattern as their life is following currently. Mm -hmm. Almost sometimes so it's such a matchup. It's amazing. So part of it is seeing, asking, then perception, then seeing it, and then asking more questions and then be given either a verbal thing or a picture. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like the way to improve your sight is to, A, stay calm. Yes. Ask more questions. What am I seeing? What is it? What does this mean? What does this feel like? Mm -hmm. Is this an illness? Is this a good thing? How long ago was this? Yeah. And you can even say, okay, I'm seeing red. You know, maybe also one of the things I just see on when I look at somebody's chakras, this looks red and I'm like, okay, what does this feel like? And then I will like put my hand over it and feel it. And then I'll actually say, okay, this feeling, what statement does this feeling make? Now, all of these are aspects of your third eye and ways that it works. And I've put my hand over something like in the throat chakra and there's one I just did a few days ago and it just clearly said, you have nothing of value to say you'll never be heard. Mm. And then, then there was this black and red spot. Mm -hmm. And that's just a moment in time where someone may have said that to them and then they've carried it on as their core belief throughout their life. Well, kind probably of they heard it a lot. Uh -huh. You know, they're constantly being told, you know, some maybe they're living in a home where someone's saying, shut up, you don't have anything to say. Yeah. And so they've, it's cemented into this red color, which you can see, but you can feel, you feel like the anger. And then when you ask, what is the, the voice over here, mm -hmm. then the angels will actually repeat it back to me and write it down. And there's been some of those like, I've written down, like someone said, yeah, my ex said that too exactly to me when we were breaking up. Mm -hmm. So, but this is all perception. This is all third eye perception. And of course they call it clairsentience, clairaudience, clair, clairvoyance. And maybe there are some real definite lines, but if you're a medium or you're a mediumistic, it all becomes a little fuzzy as to, 
you know, oh, this is a clairsentient moment. This is a clairvoyant moment. This is a seeing moment. Mm-hmm. They mix up a little bit. And it just all adds up to seeing sparkles falling on you. And Well, more commonly, like I said, I see maybe like a little bit of flashes of colors when I'm meditating mm-hmm. or something, but not anything like super crystal clear. It is kind of, like I said, like the ink blot test and I'm always going like, okay, what does that mean? You know, but not really, and also not getting any answers back. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> okay. Let's talk about these flashes. One of the things that make flashes is angelic beings. Angels are very electric. Uh-huh. They're like, they're like a, like a sparkler going off. So they have these like, Boom, 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 flashes of color. I would sometimes see a little flash of green or sometimes see a little flash of blue. And I got pretty excited because that's practically the only thing I was seeing, you know, when I meditated. Mm -hmm. Now when I sit down and meditate, it's just like this huge molten mass of purple light, generally right over, you know, my third eye. And then I see also like you said, blobs of green and occasionally blue. And then within that, sometimes you just like, just snap right into the full vision of something. Mm-hmm. But it took a long time for that to happen. If I took the linear time that you've been meditating compared to when I've been meditating, you're about 10 times stronger than I am. <laughs> but I wasn't seeing that. I just saw these dark bits mm-hmm. and I do a reading and tell people about their dark bits and they thought were very impressed. But um, for me, it wasn't like that much going on. Now I've seen so much that most of my documents are like 5,000 words. Yeah. And people go, you go above and beyond for people, I believe. <laughs> Well, people go, one person said that was a big ass document. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted me to read it twice. (laughs) Maybe this is why it takes some people a year before they book their follow-up appointment. (laughs) So there will be a threshold that you'll come to. And we cross over that threshold and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing a lot. And I think you're approaching that threshold. That's why you're starting to see things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is when that you're in that kind of in-between area, oftentimes what can happen, sometimes someone will see something that's really freaky or scary, and then they shut down for six or eight months. Yeah, I'm glad it was sparkles because I was like, ooh, okay, show me more. <sighs> you know, like that was actually like fun and interesting and very pretty. Kind of like raining confetti, mm-hmm. you know, like Beautiful. just having a little party in the bathroom. Uh, that's more information I need to know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're a bad girl. Okay. <laughs> so you might start to you might start to shut down, or you might see something like a demon or uh or something similar to that and that could be scary for people yeah. very scary and then they're like oh i don't want to see anything again 
And the important thing to do when that happens is just to sit down and say to yourself, no, that was just one thing and it didn't in fact hurt me. Mm-hmm. And now I know a little bit more about what those look like. And I am still willing to see the truth. Mm-hmm. So like prevent yourself from shutting down. Yes. Try to help prevent yourself from shutting down. It A lot of it tends to hinge on the structure you grew up with, the mm-hmm. ideas that you got when you first saw something when you were two, three, four, five. Yeah. I saw these angels in my room when I was, I don't know, probably five, six, six or seven. I don't know. I was pretty young. At the time, that was so scary to me. Now I would just be so happy to see them. Right. <laughs> and let's, let's chat, you know, bring it on. Yeah, I was going to say also, I was just talking to another friend as well, but I think at the time when we recorded and was um, doing the episode on lucid dreaming, during the first couple of weeks, I would go to sleep and I would see a lot of really cool, vivid, lucid dreams. And for the last few months, and my friend as well, it's kind of slowed down and now I haven't really seen or remembered much of my dreams. I don't know how much you two are connected. I don't think it has to do with a time frame of listening to me and then not listening or something like that. Well, I don't know. I feel like I started off with intention of like, I want to remember my lucid dreams. And then I was remembering them. And now when I try to sit down with the same intention, I'm not. And same thing with her. I think that you get a certain amount of information to process and then you just don't get more information until you've processed it. Okay. So it's not like it's forever shut down. You say, I want to, you know, I want to see my past lives or whatever and you see like 10 10 past lives but then with everything you see there's a kind of download with every every gift the angels give you there is a kind of download and someone we were just talking to last night said yeah i suddenly i'm seeing something and i said well maybe that was the gift that the angel gave you and then she said but that was like 25 days ago well <laughs> Sometimes it's taken me years. Uh huh. So, uh, twenty-five days. I'd say that's fast tracking. Okay. But it. But you do download certain information. You have to integrate that into who you are, and so we're still on dial-up downloads here. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we think everything's connected instantly and totally. hardwired and, you know, Fios. Analog. I think they're, and, typing, and, they're typing it all up in a 5,000 page document. Okay. Copying it with another typist, copying another <laughs> copy. Okay. You know, the days of buying whiteout by the court. Oh my God. Okay. But that's kind of how it works is that it, it does take time. It can. It can take time. Mm-hmm. It can take time. Now, I get information very quickly and I get a lot of information, but there's reasons for that. One, I'm trying to heal what's really, really my strong and true intention to help these people heal. And the angels are also aligned with that intention. Mm-hmm. So because I have a very specific job to do that requires very specific healing and seeing ability i've got this team of angels willing to help like how about this here's another picture do you get this one or Mm -hmm. you know 
and and they're more verbal with me and they're more visual with me than somebody that just said i want to see something cool mm -hmm. in my everyday life if i'm making pizza or something i don't generally see things other than the pizza <laughs> <laughs> maybe a good thing very i wouldn't want to know what kind of astral spiders are crawling across the pizza as you make them. really yeah that can be part of it too if you have no use for what you're perceiving or you're not doing anything with it, then why continue to see it? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess for me, it's like, I would like to see what else there and then decide how I want to apply that to help people. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't necessarily want to, you know, go into doing chakra readings right, or something, but I don't really know what, options are mm -hmm. out there what are all the ways to help people mm -hmm. through seeing and stuff mm -hmm. so i'm like show me something cool <laughs> <laughs> well and there's actually just places on the astral that are cool it's like if you want to go like a little tour of the pretty towns of the astral there are lots of them yeah you know they're actually some pretty cool places so accessing those sort of things are sometimes i think at the whim of your angels because they do kind of guard the door for certain things. You know, are, is she allowed to go there on the astral and see this? You know, is she gotten to the point where she's allowed to see this other thing? Mm -hmm. And so the only way to find out if it's just not your ability or there's something else is to ask your angels. Yes, I want, I want to see different places on the astral. I want to see what they look like. I want to go on a, the biggest tour of the astral that I can go on mm -hmm. and then see if you start having visions of that. I just want to check it out. What it's like to be psychic. Can I please do a tour please at three o'clock? Something like <laughs> that. Yeah. A little bit. Mm. Um, it's the things that you're really, really interested in, sincerely interested in and you ask for, I mean, my thing has been for years, I really, really want to help this person. So I need to see this better. Mm -hmm. I need more information. So I've consistently getting more information and my desire hasn't gone down. If anything, it's the other way. Mm -hmm. So it's like an expanding thing. Help one person that one. Well, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. If I'm working with someone and their cancer goes away and or their very bad disease goes away, I definitely want to do that for the next person. So I guess the bottom line is, first of all, let go of your perception of what perception is. What is it to see psychically is maybe not the way you perceive it to be. Uh-huh and be willing to see it however it normally would be or however it is. So I guess in my next meditation, I'll try that. I'm willing to see things exactly how they are. I think that's a really good start. Willingness is right next to enlightenment. Then you're telling the angels that you're really open. I'm really, really open and willing to see things exactly how they are. Click your heels three times and Dorothy's away on the tornado. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be surprised if you're put in a wormhole. I had that happen. <laughs> they look a lot like tornadoes.
tornadoes. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder about the whole Wizard of Oz and if it was actually just a big astral experience. Maybe. Some of that stuff on the on Wizard of Oz did look sort of astral. Mm-hmm. Especially the things flying around, you know, all these gargoyles on uh, buildings. They, you know, they fly around and gobble up thought forms, but they're usually like pink or they're pastel colored. They're not dark, but mm-hmm. uh, they have these big mouths with big sharp teeth and they do fly around and uh, they gobble up thought forms over the cities. They're kind of like a astral air cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up the air. Gosh, we need more of those around here. I think definitely need those more around. But if you have more questions about seeing with your third eye, opening your third eye, anything else that we've talked about, call it in, write to us, ask questions. We're happy to answer them and always happy to hear from our listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.